Hello and welcome back to the Answers That Count podcast. I'm your host, Charles Musgrove, and thank you for joining us for another exciting show. You know where to find us. We're on all your favorite podcast channel, whether you listen to them or whether you watch them. We're there. Subscribe to the channel, hit the like button, and hit the bell so that you're reminded and you're notified when we post another video. We try to post these at least once a week, so check back with us and uh, watch for the next show on a weekly basis. Today, I am very excited to say we have Amy Sheese in the house. Amy, welcome to the show. You are in studio, so awesome to have you here. Thank you. I'm excited. All right. This is going to be good. We are in the 30A studio, Santa Rosa Beach. The A is for answers that count. So uh, we're here in sunny Florida on the Gulf Coast of Florida, Northwest Florida. So mm. we are enjoying some great weather, beautiful sunshiny skies, and we're here to talk about leadership. So Amy, give us a little bit of background on that you have and leadership because we're going to talk about leadership. That's something that depending on what sector of business or industry you're in today, most likely you're going to say we're we are suffering from a leadership gap. So what are you seeing in in uh in in your work environment? Yes, seeing a lot of people um, spiraling right now, actually, as far as, you know, our workforce goes and, and a lot of friends as well that have um, had a lot of transitions put, a, put upon them this past year trying to figure out what their next steps are. Um, but over the last several years, really, we, we've been in this leadership deficit. And um, my background on leadership, I've, I've learned everything I know on leadership from John Maxwell, who uh, is a pretty of an expert yeah, in, oh, yeah. uh, in, uh, in the field of leadership. And um, he's doing amazing things, um, developing global leadership and going you know, around the world trying to develop new leaders and, and fill this gap that we find ourselves in. So It is a gap. And you know, 2020, uh, we talk about 2020 all the time, that it was the, the longest decade and that we <laughs> suffered is was in 2020 and um it really revealed a lot of things that we do well and things that we do bad and i think it really highlighted the the deficit that we have in leadership so you you ask the question why why are we why is there such a deficit in leadership and how do you define that and it you know a lot of this in some of the notes that you provided we it goes back to trust there's just a lack of, of trust in so many of what we would call the pillars of, of society, the U.S. government, our media, uh, the leaders of our government. All of, the, all of that has seen dramatic uh, decreases in trust and reliability. Um, is, that, is that really what, what you would call one of the, the reasons of, of this lack of leadership that we're experiencing? Yes, yeah, a lack of trust, and I think it's it's a lack of um, a lack of education for sure. To be honest with you, I think people have a really old view of what leadership is, what it means to be a leader. Right. Um, just FYI, we're all leaders. <laughs> if 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 we have a son, if we have a daughter, if we have you know a single job, um, we are we're all leaders, and I think. Um, <clears throat> there's been some, it's been tarnished somehow. And, uh, I just, people, people are just wanting to, to step away from it. Um, but you can't step away from it cause it's your life. You've got to lead your life. Um, you can't actually rely on anyone else to 
lead your life. Um, so there's there's two elements of, of leadership. There's self leadership, and then there's the typical leadership that we're that we're kind of referring to within our businesses and things like that. And um, you know, say it's lack of education, it's a lack of trust. Um, and I just think uh, we need to freshen up that perspective, uh, not just because of 2020, the, the year that we've come off of, and, and now 2021, what's happened, you know, in the first month of this new year, but, um, you know, yesterday ended last night, right? So it's just, uh, we've got to have a new perspective on, on leadership. And I personally am really passionate about trying to redefine what what leadership actually means um yeah. and i think we all have a difference um that we can make we all have a voice we all have a skill um and it's all needed it's all needed yeah i think that's so true and it's it's a it's a point that that we often forget and that we're leaders regardless if you lead an organization or mm -hmm. whether you're a, a business owner you're a leader you're a leader of yourself Basically, you're at least a leader of yourself and you're a leader of your family. Uh, you're a leader in, in social network groups that you're in. So you have leadership positions that you take, uh, whether you whether you volunteer for that or not, you're 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 a, you are a leader at some perspective. If not you, then who? Right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, right. it's just so cliche, but I mean, that's that's the truth. Right. So we have <coughs> Paul, go to the, the next slide and uh, I think you'll see that that one of the things we talked about was trust and leadership. So whether you're leading an organization or whether you're just leading yourself, and we see the, the, the difficulty with employers <clears throat> being able to get employees to fill positions. So if, the, if there's an issue with that, then why is that? And if, if part of that is trust and a breakdown in leadership, then these are some, st some statistics that really bear that out. If you look in 1964, we had 77% of Americans trusted the federal government. That's, that has dropped in to 1994 to 20%. I would say that if you measured that in in 2020, it was probably be in the in the teens or lower. Yeah. In 2014, we had 70% of Americans believe the most people can't be trusted. That's a that's that's scary. 70%. So you would hope that 70% of Americans could be trusted, but we're we're the opposite of that. And if you look at the last one, seventy-one percent of millennials believe that they will be taken advantage of, or if given the chance. So that's um, are those signs that that's part of a leadership gap that we have. Why do people not want to work? Why do they not want to be engaged in in employment? Yeah, absolutely. But then you know you got to ask yourself the correlation between you know self belief too. So like if you, you don't trust other people, you're, you're not trusting that you can make a difference either. So, I mean, we've just got a really significant issue to navigate here and the numbers don't lie. We're all businessmen, right? So, I mean, the numbers don't lie. And so what are we going to do today in order to go back into our units tomorrow or to go back into our communities tomorrow and these are the people that are this is our audience so how are we going to relate to them how are we going to connect them how are we going to rebuild that trust um, like i say numbers don't lie so you don't need to like right. argue with this it is what it is right. <laughs> it is what it is 71 percent of millennials believe they're going to be taken advantage of and um you know 40 percent of our country 
40% of our country feel really insecure about how they're going to meet their bills and what place they have in society. So yeah, and I would I would imagine that that 40% is even higher today with with uh, what's happened in 2020 with yeah. the pandemic. Yeah. And we're looking in, at in uh, 2021 and the um, what we're seeing with the federal government having to to print more money and inject more money in, into um, society in order for people to uh, just be able to pay their rent, be able to put food on the table. And it's they're looking at a $1.9 million, $1.9 trillion additional uh, spending that the federal government is going to inject into, into the economy. So, you know, if you look at the trillions that went in in 2020 and we're starting out 21 at a, another 1.9 trillion just to boost up the the economy that really if you talk about trust and anxiety that really creates a lot of anxiety to everyone that um, that has a job or that doesn't have a job how they're going to make it and you know is there even the thought of how the country is going to pay that debt back so you know, there's a lot of distrust, there's a lot of uncertainty. And with that, if there's also a lack of leadership and you already have these underlying issues with with trust, then we've got to have something to change in order to change that dynamic. Mm-hmm. And what is what are, what is that change? Is it the the leaders becoming more active in leading and leading has a different definition now too. Yeah, it has a different definition and it's definitely, um, you know, <clears throat> meeting people where they're at, you know, rather than us kind of staying up here and trying to lead our people, right, you know, right. it's, it's okay, we now are in new territory together. We're in new territory together. You, you need to redefine leadership. You know, you need to meet me where I'm at. You need to connect with me. What John Maxwell's doing along with um, Rob, Hoskins, um, they've been doing it for several years, actually. Um, they've been going to, you know, Paraguay and, and Guatemala, and they've been leading these transformational tables. And so these countries now, after several years, you know, people are actually stepping up and they're saying, you know, what can I do? What can I do? Hmm. And so, I mean, there is hope. I mean, th- this is this uh, at the end of the segment. There's going to be hope and there's yeah, going to be belief. Be there is a strategy, right. people. There's a strategy. Um, you know, it, it, people are already doing it. I am really grateful to be able to come onto, you know, these types of platforms and kind of lead people to to what is working, what is working. Because these stats are just in America. Um, but like I say, if you if you look at John's Maxwell, uh, John Maxwell's work and and um, One Hope, um, which is Bob Hoskins um, Association and what they're doing globally to develop leaders. Uh, it, it should give every single one of us a lot of hope. So we've just we've just got to follow the, yeah, the, so the we, same the same path. So we're, we're going through the I guess the gloomy part now when we when we show the 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 loss of trust and the and the lack of leadership. So what is what are some of the things that we can do? in our community to make a difference and to change that dynamic. Yeah. So the first thing that we really need to do is just realize that the the world is holding up this merciless mirror at the moment, to be honest with you, you know, and so we need to be taking a relationship inventory. We need to be looking at all of our relationships and really need to be asking ourselves, 
Um, you know, how can we, how can we add value to those around us and how can we make them feel valued? How, how can we make them feel valued? They don't feel trusted. You know, no, no one trusts you. Um, there was a stat here too, at the beginning of, of COVID, this, these numbers came out that, um, you know, a lot of people are troubled, like 39% of people are troubled by their finances. Mm -hmm. You know, and if you look here at, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, uh, yeah, food, shelter, clothing. I mean, it's like your basic needs. So how are you, how are we, how are our businesses, how are we making sure um, that, you know, the employees have that we meet those needs. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of it is not necessarily giving them the paycheck. It's not necessarily giving them the stimulus. It's not giving them right. the unemployment check. Although, you know, thank goodness for those resources, right? Because it's, it's scary hearing what people are doing, like yeah. going to sell their plasma so they can actually put food on the table. I mean, right. this is, this is, this is like, this is real stuff, but we've got to be able to educate them in how to handle their finances in the first place. You know, we have to really empower people to get multiple, you know, um, revenue streams coming into their household. You know, I think by defining what leadership is, I think it will really help people be more productive and you'll see, you know, bigger and better performances at work, which will lead to new opportunities. I mean, that is what's happening in these other countries across the world. And I just think, you know, us in America, we, we, you know, we've got a lot of potential. We've got right. a lot of potential. So we're, <laughs> we're seeing in the other countries, and part of the solution is that if if we're looking at an employer and an employee relationship, that the employer is looking beyond just providing a place of work for that employee, and that they they're able to lead that employee, and even in some of their uh, the personal segments of their life, and how do they personally uh, deal with childcare, how do they deal with housing, um, how are they bettering themselves to be able to have multiple streams of income so that you're not so reliant on just that one source of income in the future. Is that what we're looking at in the other countries on how to solve this? Yeah, they're definitely looking at, you know, <clears throat> it's, it's, it's always been, hasn't it, leave, leave your personal business at the door. Right. We, and with human resources, you know, there becomes and, and, and being a manager, there's, there is, there's always been that, that there's line. There. Yeah, there's, there's, there's always been that line, but, um, we're creative beings. <laughs> we can, we can fight you. bring in a third party, you do a survey, you do something, you try and figure out what is going on in your worker's life because they are a human being. Mm -hmm. They're a human being. And ultimately is it not going to become your problem anyway? True. Right? So, <laughs> you know, I just think, we, and we were talking about this earlier, weren't we, that, you know, if we can just be more vocal and, and find out what the problem is, and then, you know, we can look at what resources we can all pull together, you know, especially for the smaller business owner. Right. You know, <clears throat> they, they can't afford housing, they can't afford a coach, they don't have time to sit around and have a hot, you know, a round table and talk about your feelings and try and teach you values and teach you basic leadership, you know, or send you on a leadership course. I mean, yeah, we understand that no one has the time to do that. But if we can start having some of these candid conversations and really care about the whole, the whole person, um, then 
Are we seeing also the possibility, and this is kind of touches on part of the conversation we had, but we have a, and this is kind of, um, I think, representative across the United States where the bulk of the employment is from small businesses, small employers, uh, that they're not massive organizations, but it's difficult for them to be able to afford the, the business coach or to afford, like you said, the roundtables and some of the other uh, functions that you would see in a large organization is part of the solution where these similar organizations can work together to be able to pool their resources so they can they can go that extra step so they're looking at the benefit of the employee so they make that whole employment experience better and that they are leading in, in more than just offering a job for a person. Yeah, so, you know, at the beginning of the sector, you know, segment, I said, you know, we personally should all be doing like a relationship inventory, you know, from a business standpoint and from a business owner, we need to be doing a partnership inventory, you know, so for a lot of the small businesses, they outsource a lot of their human resources stuff, right? That's you know, right. and it should include training. I mean, we don't really need another training on, <laughs> they do it for compliance reasons, but you don't really need another training on here, how's to pick up a box from the floor correctly, or here's how to do disciplinary coaching. Again, we need to be able to look at our partners and saying, what are you doing to fill the needs of the hour? Right. I need to teach these people, you're, you're responsible for that. I pay you to do that what content are you are you giving me right. but yeah you're right not 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 everyone can and afford a, a business are, coach each each community <laughs> now we're here in walton county now and and the challenges in walton county may be different than they are in in the county that you live in but in the county that we have here uh, transportation and housing are a challenge so we need more um, affordable housing and we need transportation to take the workers to where the jobs are. Um, so how does the community, how does the business community come together to solve that? It's, it's too much for one business to be able to solve that problem. But if they, if they work together and, and work with the local government, there, there has to be solutions uh, to be able to reach the needs of both the employers and the employees in the community. Yeah, I mean, there has to be a solution. Like, we're not the only, you know, county or town that has experienced this, and they've probably already solved it. So I think, again, it's our leadership counts, our influence counts. I think we all need to be, I, I have. I mean, this year alone, I, I've looked at my, you know, associations. You know, what am I doing with my time? And so I have. I've enlisted in a mentorship program. You know, I will be going to attend the government affairs meetings because I want to know more. So again, it's about ed right. education, but it's about seeing a problem, owning it, and, <laughs> and being and being a part of the solution. Yeah, you know, I totally agree. And it's uh, John. I'm going to ask you to go to the next to the last slide. No, go back up one. Yeah, this, this speaks to the, if you are, basically what, what Amy's been saying, if you're not improving yourself, if you're not taking ownership of leader leadership of yourself, if you're not improving, if you're not getting better, then you're becoming less relevant. And if you're becoming less relevant, then you're not part of the solution. You actually are part of the problem. So that's where 
no matter if you're the, a leader is not just the owner of a business or the manager of a business. Leadership is you yourself managing yourself, being a leader of yourself and improving yourself and being part of the solution. So that's, uh, we've seen that, that said in many different ways, but bottom line is don't, you can't stay where you are. You can't stay the same. You're either going to improve or you're going to digress yeah. and you're going to yeah. get worse. Yeah. So be part of the solution. And uh, I think we all need to take the personal inventory of what we're good at, how to improve and be part of the solution and, and make leaders and bring, make that culture different in mm -hmm. the future. What other areas are you seeing that, that, how we can overcome this leadership gap. I know we were, t we were speaking of uh, the problems in this, in the Walton community with housing and transportation. And it also goes to where you're seeing that is uh, employers, especially in the, in the hospitality and the restaurant industry, they have, a, it's, a, it's a huge challenge to get employees to fill the positions uh, during any time of the year, especially during the peak time of the season. So are there other, what other solutions, what other ways can we break this gap, break this, break this chain of, of poor leadership that we've seen? Um, we need to focus more on um, what unites us versus kind of what divides us because that gap, will continue you know what you focus on expands you know so something that um we all need to learn to do is motivate people where they're at mm -hmm. you know and we need to be able to learn how to go across these different cultures and, and but be effective be effective in them you know and we have to be able to know how to facilitate change. So to your point, really, it's, it's, it's changing our own awareness. Um, you know, John, even at John Maxwell, even at, you know, however old he is, um, he started, you know, rewriting, uh, or, or rereading one of his, one of his top seller books and realized that 80% of that book needed to be rewritten, hmm. you know? And so something that, we're, we're doing at, at our restaurant group is that we're revisiting our values too, you know, and because um, values run really, really deep, but they are really layered. And so with every, you know, with every life altering event, um, which is every day really now, right. I mean, you turn on the news and you're shocked at what you're seeing. You know, but don't be too shocked because tomorrow's, I mean, it's, it's just going to, it's just going to continue. Right. It's going to continue. So, you know, what we need to start doing is really practicing these values and teaching values. And so we need to be revisiting them ourselves. And so definitely invite you guys um, to, if you're in, in the area, but even virtually too, to start, um, you know, visiting some of our transformational tables because um, bringing people around a table together is going to rebuild that trust, right? you know, and we start having some really, really powerful dialogue. And I start realizing that I'm actually not that different to you. And before you know it, someone offers out their hand, it's going to help you here. 
a room becomes available here, a car is available here, and then... It becomes a community. Yeah, it becomes a community. <laughs> well, good. Um, I would like to make sure that we have the opportunity. John, you can take this slide off. That before we finish the show, that we have the... We talk about the positives and the, and the hope and how we can make that difference. I know that you have, you're having uh, weekly uh, table gatherings, if you will. So Transformational that, teaching tables. Transformational <laughs> teaching tables. Yeah. So that is, uh, those are important to participate in and I'll have the information. If we can join those virtually, then we can, I'll publish that in, yeah, with the video do. and the podcast. And then pe no matter where you are, you can participate in that. Uh, and hopefully th that we'll see this happening in other communities as well. And if there's uh, some other positive, how can how can things look better? Because we can't just focus on what's happened that's bad. Because then we get depressed and we we all we internalize that, and that's not a that's not a way to to go forward. That's not a way to lead into the future. So, and and I think you're it's so true that that. Uh, I've had this conversation before where people used to do one one year business plans, three year and five mm -hmm. years. So one of the one of the interviews that I had, this was a totally different industry, but he went to a three month floating um, <laughs> business plan. That was the longest that he had. And then he would adjust that intermittently in those three months. And that's really what we've seen in in uh, maybe we should have been doing that before. But in 2020, that really j was just like, OK, this is the new way to do business. You can't rest on what you did, your one year, three year and five year plans. It's now changing so rapidly that you've got to be able to adjust weekly or daily or don't have anything longer than three months. So mm -hmm. I think that probably overlays into this leadership as well. Yeah, if anything, I think we've been taught this last 12 months is that we have to be more adaptable. I mean, leaders have to be adaptable anyway. They have to be flexible, but you know, a leader has to see the big picture as it's getting bigger, right? you know? And so I know those statistics, they sound, um, they sound a little bit scary, but I actually, I'm, I am very excited. You know, I, I have a lot of hope and I have a lot of belief that, um, there's people like us and like John Maxwell and like, you know, Hoskins and, and the one hope and, and just really kind of clean slate clean slate like what are my values what do i value and going back to people right and just valuing people and trying to add value to them and um you know it's exciting to kind of start thinking about the next evolution of ourselves and we shouldn't be depressed right we shouldn't be depressed i know it's it's um it's very easy to take that mindset but you've got a it's an area of opportunity and you either believe that or you don't believe it no, I think you know so, so if if we're getting if we're getting angst about it, then we've got to, we've got to look at our faith. Um, we do have to look at our goals, um, you know, and, and just, um, yeah, get yeah, excited for the future. We didn't even touch on that, but I think the, the faith gives our faith in what our, our God is, is what gives us the hope for not to be depressed, but the hope for tomorrow and the future. So this has been a great show. I'm going to leave some, some good links and information in the description to the show. So be sure and look there. And Amy, it's been such a pleasure to have you on the show today. We've, <laughs> we've learned a lot. We've talked about some, some issues that we know are, are present and a way to move forward is to not rest on what has been in the past, but look forward, make a difference, get involved 
and expand your relationship with those that, that you encounter on a daily basis. You've been watching and listening to Answers That Count podcast. I'm your host, Charles Musgrove. Thank you so much for joining us. Check us out each week, Answers That Count. Have a great day. Have a blessed week. Peace. Woo!